0: Garrett Pave, I think is joining us now on KCOU 88.1 Start Your Sunday. Garrett, can the people hear you?
1: I think. Can you hear me, Harrison?
0: Yep, Garrett, you're good. We're sorry for a little bit of confusion there. Let's let's start over a little bit. Start Your Sunday once again, Harrison. Some technical difficulties here in the studio. We figured it out. Garrett Pave joining me from his house in Nashville. Garrett, how are you today? At the Home Depot. You can yeah, I'm doing holidays. good,
1: Harrison. You're like you
0: said, You can search with the Snap part we'll of the second of here, but, uh, just a few but I'm doing seconds. good. We had a great day with the holiday cheer. We all need closer year and closer delivered. to now. The holiday championships.
1: Shopping. and I know here in Tennessee, a big NFL game today is the uh, Titans take on the Browns, but it's going to be a great slate for the NFL. And, and once again, cannot wait to break it down for you guys.
0: Okay, so Garrett, take me through some of your thoughts of the Clemson game from last night. They had they struggled in the first half. It was 10-10. They almost had – Virginia Tech almost scored on a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Clemson pulled away in the second half like they usually do. Take me through your thoughts of that game.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you with what you said earlier. Um, I didn't think it was Clemson's best game. And quite honestly, I didn't think it was Trevor Lawrence's best game. I thought it was honestly one of the more uh, average games he's played in his career. Uh, 12 for 22, 195 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Um, You know, Clemson is one of those teams that all year it kind of seems like either they're on – or they're off. And I think in that first half, they were off. And even in the second half, they, they finally got going, but it still just never seemed like they were the Clemson that we're used to this year. Um, but give Virginia Tech credit. now They slowed down Trevor Lawrence, and they had a good offensive game plan. Their quarterback, Braxton Burmeister, 10 for 12, 127 yards. And Clemson, I mean, Virginia Tech ran the ball well, 131 yards on the ground. So I think for Clemson, um, I mean, hey, this, the score is very deceiving in my opinion. I don't think Virginia Tech actually deserved to lose this game by 35 But, you know, Clemson, you're right. This Clemson-Notre Dame is going to be an unbelievable rematch. And Clemson is proving their point right now. I mean, they're still winning games big. They know they need to win big if they're going to get in the playoff. I thought it was a good win for them, but it was not their best performance, not by a
0: long shot. So let's talk to the other side of that equation, Notre Dame. And they also had a game that was probably closer than they would have really thought a 45 21 win for the Irish Ian book became the school's all-time winningest quarterback through for 285 yards, three touchdowns did have an interception Kyron Williams on the ground, 20 carries, 110 yards, Chris Tyree, his really first big game rushing this season, six carries 109 yards and a touchdown. Ian book also ran for two touchdowns as well. Syracuse, you know, they're not one of the best teams in all of college football. They are just one in 10. They do have one conference win. They kind of kept it close. It was just 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. I think it was 24-10 at the break. I think Notre Dame also was kind of just looking ahead to Clemson, just get past this game and get to Charlotte in two weeks. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that actually about that Clemson game once I kind of left it. Um, You're right. I think both of these teams know that they're going to be playing each other in a couple weeks. That's the game you're ultimately looking forward to. Um and I think they both... Showed uh, slow performances yesterday. I think Notre Dame's was even a little worse. Uh, Syracuse just in a downward spiral this year, sitting at, we have been honestly one of the worst teams, not just in the ACC, but in all of college football. Um, and so you have to figure, you know, Brian Kelly and Dabo Sweeney, they're telling their guys, hey, listen, you can't look ahead to two weeks from now. You got to focus on the game, you got to focus on the present and the now. But that's hard. That's hard for college kids, especially when you know you're going to be in a big game. It's going to be prime time. The winner probably makes the college football playoff. I think there is an instance in which both do, but still, it's a big game. You have to them looking forward. Um, and it's the same with their name. I didn't think it was their best performance, uh, but I thought you know they did enough to win. Ian Book actually had a pretty good game, three touchdowns on 285 yards. But you know, th- this is this ACC championship is probably going to be one of the best ACC championships we've seen in years. I mean, these two teams. They're top four. They post great offenses. Defensively, I think Notre Dame is a little bit better, but still, I cannot wait to watch this. And hey, I know it wasn't pretty, but they both got the win yesterday.
0: And I guess we're not really going to talk about this much next week because the ACC is, for the most part, off next week. What are your initial thoughts on that clemson Notre Dame rematch? What is Clemson going to have to do better? Because they fell short in that triple overtime marathon where the offense played well, but the defense wasn't really – couldn't no get stopped on the field. On uh, what do you? What are your thoughts? Well, Sorry on like the easiest Clemson in the Notre Dame history. rematch. Kind of- okay, are you there?
1: Yeah, I, I think first of all, uh, you know when they played back. Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Harrison? Yeah, I hear
0: you. Uh, on that Clemson Notre Dame rematch. Ago,
1: um, when they played to. Yeah, I was gonna say about a month ago. Um, you know when DJ Uyongale they played. Um, offensively. Clemson still looks good. It was the defense that was the issue. I think in this game in a couple weeks, Brett Venables, he's going to get creative. Um, he's going to get really creative with this defense. Um, he, I mean, look, Notre Dame poses a lot of threat, right? They can pass the ball well. They can run the ball really well. So I think Venables is going to get very creative. And for Trevor Lawrence, now you know he's fired up. I remember watching after that game when he was walking off the field. He just turned around before he went to the tunnel, looked at all the fans storming the field. Look, this guy is fired up. He is ready for this game. This offense is going to show up. I just think the big question for Clemson is can their defense show up? We know Notre Dame can score points, and we know Notre Dame can play defense. But if Clemson's defense shows up and they play the way that they played pretty much all year, I think Clemson's got a really good shot. But don't doubt Notre Dame because this is, I think, if they're going to make the playoff this year, I think this is the year to do it. This is their best team they've had in quite a while.
0: Okay, so you just mentioned scoring points. Let's talk about a team that scored a lot of points yesterday, Alabama, and they did it basically mostly in the first half. They led 45-14 at the break at LSU. We talked about this in, like, September. Alabama was still angry about that loss to LSU last November, and you know, LSU was partying in Tuscaloosa after that upset. Like, they had just won the national championship, which they eventually did win a few months later, and Alabama just stomped on them last night. Mac Jones, 20 of 28, 385, four touchdowns. Najee Harris had 21 carries, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Devontae Smith, eight catches, 231, three touchdowns. Garrett, can anybody beat Alabama?
1: That's a great question. Because I don't think anyone can. Um, No, Alabama, look, Alabama is – Offensively, they're a juggernaut and they're one of the best in the country. I think them in Florida, those two of the best offenses in our country. But Alabama, especially about their offense, how balanced they are, right? You look at a team like Florida, Florida's run game is practically non existent. They pass the ball really well. Alabama can not only run the ball, they can pass the ball by anybody in the country. So I think Alabama poses a unique threat. And then defensively, they're getting so much better. We saw early in the season against Ole Miss when Lane Kiffin put points on that Bama defense. And Saban took that personal. And this defense, ever since then, really has showed up. And I think an interesting quote, I just got to mention this about last night's game, is Saban, before the game, was interviewed. And he said, yep, you know, LSU thinks they can come in and beat us in Tuscaloosa. We got to change that tonight. And he did. I think he changed that. And Ed Orgeron has never lost two games in a row as the head coach of LSU. It was the first time in his career. But, I mean, I don't know who stops Alabama. Their offense is... Phenomenal. They have weapons. Devontae Smith last night, 231 yards, receiving three touchdowns. He's a beast. I don't, I don't know who beats this team. They are the best in college football by because, far.
0: because the only team that really has been able to beat Alabama over the last few years is Clemson. And yep. Clemson clearly has flaws in their defense. They struggle to get cool. stops consistently, and they struggle to force a lot of turnovers, especially against teams yep. not named Virginia and Virginia Tech. Let's flip the script a little bit. LSU, the national champions year ago, they were, what, 15-0, and 0, One of the best teams people were saying ever. And now they're three and five and a complete free fall. Where does that program go from here?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I this is this is kind of my bold take for today, but you know, I honestly think Ed Orgeron, if if he cannot get this train back on the rails next year, he will be approaching the hot seat. And I say that because Orgeron has struggled severely against his rivals so far at LSU. He has. He hasn't been able to perform. And a lot of people now question, okay, last year you won the national championship, but with Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator there, and arguably one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the SEC, Joe Burrow, was that kind of a free pass to the national title for him? That's the question, because now he's got to kind of rebuild. And I know it's a tough year with COVID, but Orgeron's never really proved he can win in big games until last year. Um, I think, He's recruiting well. He's got to keep recruiting. First of all, next year, you got to find a quarterback. I don't know if it's TJ Finley or Max Johnson, whatever it is. They you don't have one. a quarterback. Yeah, they don't know. Get your team going and get some confidence because right now there is no confidence in that team at all.
0: Okay, so let's jump to another contender, Ohio State. And there was a lot of talk about Ohio State. They didn't play last week. There was so much speculation about if they're going to play this week or if they're going to play next week against Michigan or if Michigan is going to have enough players. There was certainly a lot of distractions around this program this week. And they put that to bed yesterday. Take out Michigan State, who had already pulled off. They have two wins this year. They had a road win at the Big House against Michigan when they were ranked like 13 in the country. And they had the upset win last week against Northwestern at home when they were in the top 10. And now they had Ohio State coming in. It was kind of, some people were picking Michigan State to cover this game. And Ohio State was up 28 0 at halftime. Justin Fields, a hair under 200 yards. Two touchdown passes. Ran for 104. Two more touchdown runs. Trey Sermon, first real big game as a Buckeye for him. 10 carries, 112 and a score. Uh, Chris Olave, 10 for 139 and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson scored a touchdown. Moving the ball all over. People starting to really underrate Ohio State in college football right now, are they or should they be? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: they're kind of proving their case. I, I think the only challenge that uh, Ohio State poses right now or has facing them is uh, it's the sample size. They played five games. And uh, to say their opponents have been average is an understatement this year. They have not played great opponents. The only team they've really played is Indiana. Uh, but I think, you know what, I think it's really good for Ohio State. Michigan's they pulled off the couple upsets this year. And Lucky Lombardi, the quarterback, has been phenomenal for the Spartans this year and yesterday, pulled. But this Ohio State offense, they're starting to form into the offense we all expected, right? As you mentioned, Justin Fields, not only a great game through the air, also on the ground. And Trey Sermon, a guy I have loved since he was at Oklahoma, finally making his impact for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think if you're Ryan Day, you got to be very pleased, right? It's an early game, it's a tricky game. You go to East Lansing in Michigan to play the Spartans. It's a trick game. A lot of people did think, okay, Michigan State might cover. They might not win, but they'll cover. And Ohio State, they took that personal. Um, The Big Ten actually changed their rule yesterday, making it eligible for Ohio State to make the Big Ten championship. Which is the good thing. Play next week. Not shocking. I think we kind of expected that, but uh, great performance. Justin Fields, you know, a good balance by performance from a couple weeks ago when they played Indiana. But they're starting to look dangerous and they're getting hot at the right time. I will say that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Ohio State was my preseason pick to win the national championship. I haven't really – I've tried to backpedal on it a little bit. I haven't done so. I'm still going to stick to it. I think this offense is as dangerous. I have a lot of concerns with the defense, like we talked about after the Indiana game a couple weeks ago. I have concerns. They played really well yesterday. They turned the ball over. They forced turnovers against Rocky Lombardi and that Michigan State offense. I want to see them play Michigan next week. I know no one wants that game to get canceled. I know Michigan might not yeah. play it, but I need to see Ohio State. I know Michigan isn't good, but it's a quality op- It's If you do call it a quality opponent, they are. they all play their hardest against Ohio State. And I want to see that game next week because yeah. I want to see how Ohio State responds to that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I totally agree, I think. <laughs> I mean, everybody during rivalry, not really rivalry week next week, but everybody wants to say big, see big rivals play each other, right? You want to see Alabama Auburn. You want to see Michigan Ohio state. I want to see Michigan Ohio state. I mean, these two teams, I know Michigan has not been very successful the past few years, but they always get up and they always get right for this game. They always play physical. Um, and I want to see it. I think it's another game for Ohio state to prove themselves because they've only played five games. I mean, they don't have a great resume and I know, I know Michigan's not great, but you still at least get another chance to show what your offense can do. And Hey, you start fixing the gaps that you need to fix. Like if the, you know, the defense has been good this year. They haven't been great. So against Michigan, you start plugging those holes. You start fixing that defense a little bit. I really want to see this game happen. I think it's really crucial for Ohio State going forward to the playoff. I really do.
0: Okay, uh, let's knock out a couple of SEC games. Number five, Texas A&M went to the Plains to take on Auburn, which was really a pretty close game. Bo Nicks had a spectacular touchdown run early in this game. Auburn led by basically a touchdown going into the fourth quarter, and Kellen Mond got the job done through a touchdown pass that really should have been intercepted, got caught for a touchdown. I think it was uh, Weirdmeyer for A&M who yeah. scored that. They went on to win 31-20. Texas A&M is the least talked about number 5 team in the country. They lost to Florida, who we both think Florida's a— they beat Florida, excuse me, who both of us think that Florida is a better team than Texas A&M, except the fact that Texas A&M actually beat Florida. I don't know the path for Texas A&M to make the playoff, but if they do, I think they would lose by 20 to Clemson or Notre Dame or Alabama or Ohio State or anyone, maybe even if they get a rematch with Florida, you know, crazy world. But I'm not high on Texas A&M, and I didn't learn anything from yep. their win yesterday, did you?
1: No, I mean, the week before, uh, they played a struggling LSU team and beat them 27. And then this week, you play a struggling Auburn team that has really, I mean, just been historically bad this year, and you beat them by 11. I mean, Auburn was winning that game practically the whole time. A&M put up 17 points in the fourth quarter. That's the only reason they won that game. But, um, I mean, you know, Kellen Mond has just been honestly kind of a disappointment this year. Many um, he thought he'd be a Heisman contender, kind of a dark horse, and. He just hasn't. He's played fine. He had 196 yards and two touchdowns yesterday, but he has not been the high caliber, you know, guy we have wanted to see all year. And, you know, they're pulling games out. there winning, but it's not pretty. And one thing about Auburn, I'm hearing from people that that might've been the last straw for Gus Malzon. I'm hearing that Gus Malzon may be out of Auburn and heading out of town. We'll see. That's speculation. But, I mean, hey, if you're Texas A&M, you know what? I know it's not pretty, but just like Clemson and our dame, you won. You're winning games. Um, and we'll see what happens. We'll see where the chips fall.
0: Yeah, I think Miles on is gone. You know, someone you? who I uh, know, a, f- a former assistant of Gus Miles on who's doing pretty well uh, here in Missouri, we'll talk about in just a second. But I agree. <laughs> uh, I don't know who they're going to hire, but I think time has run out of Miles on. I think he had his chances. He had a couple of great wins, he led them to a national championship appearance. They had some New York Six Bowls. They lost a bowl game against Minnesota last year. They should have won, I think. That Gus Miles-On is at the end of the road, especially where they lost against Texas a and which was a winnable game in that one. Uh, Florida-Tennessee quickly touched on this. Kyle Trask threw for 435 and four touchdowns. Is the Heisman yep. his? Yes or no?
1: Yes, it is. I, I don't know how you could not give it to Kyle Trask. Jones is the, other,
0: is the other guy that they would get it.
1: He is. And and Mac Jones has played well, and no disrespect to Mac Jones, I think he's one of the best in the country. But I just think Kyle Trask, the numbers he's putting up, I mean, he's got 38 touchdowns this year. That is miles. That is that is double digits more than Mac Jones. He's, I love I Mac think Jones. he's going to hit 50. I, I
0: do think this is. He's at 38. They play. Uh, who do they play? They play LSU next week. They got LSU. That's got LSU, that's like five. LSU. And- then it's Bama. Yep. Then you play. L- then game.
1: Then you play a bowl game. So possibly I, too I I think he'll hit 50. but um look I think it was a great win for them yesterday that score is deceiving um Tennessee scored two late touchdowns in that game where Florida's defense just kind of honestly didn't really care that much but um, they, the there were some the people game who
0: game. cared who had Florida as a 17 point favorite and then yeah, they, they blitz on the last <laughs> play of the game On a, they, they blitz seven players in the last play it was just <laughs> yeah it's know, the, know, the bad you know, beat of the week
1: yeah, you know, Vegas and happy about no, that Vegas one, but, and Nor, myself know, was happy. Now, now you know. Now you're playing Alabama. Now you're set. It's you versus Alabama, oh. two weeks in the SEC championship. Next week's game against LSU is going to be a good tune-up. Um, I am pumped. I'm not sure about you. I am, I am pumped. That game's I'm that's
0: that's the primetime championship that they put that game at eight o'clock, the Bama Full game in two weeks from Atlanta. I don't think I've ever it's been good. so excited for a conference championship the name for that one. That is just <laughs> I was talking about this last night with someone who they think Alabama would beat them by double by 20 plus points and I'm like this Florida Ooh. offense wouldn't lose to anybody on a neutral site by 20 points this no. offense this the bama florida score is going to be yep. like 50 to 48 something like that and speaking oh, of 50 to 48 Missouri Tigers <laughs> with the SEC win maybe the SEC game of the year against Arkansas I was there Missouri had a double digit lead in the first quarter blew it where it's down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Tyler Beatty ran off a couple of huge runs. Larry Rountree scored a touchdown. Missouri went up a touchdown, 47-40. Arkansas marched down the field, converted a couple of third downs and a fourth down. Scored a touchdown. I think it was uh, Mike Woods who scored it for the Razorbacks. They go for two. Thompson, or the quarterback for Arkansas, rolls out. Ball gets deflected by a linebacker right into the hands. Looks like Arkansas has won the game. Then Connor Baselak. Connor, cool, as I described. They marched right down the field. Yep uh some great completions there set up Harrison Mevis for the 50-48 win Garrett I know you watched this game what were your thoughts
1: Oh yeah I think uh well you, know, you mentioned they had a double digit lead uh the game seemed to change when uh you know star linebacker Nick Bolden went out Yeah that a was questionable call that I did not agree with I did not agree with that call um but it's interesting too you mentioned that Titch conversion a backup lot all worked out. so okay, but um, you're seeing where a guy like Nick Bolton, Nick Bolt means a lot to a defense. He is a future first round pick. He's all over the field. You could see where Missouri was missing him, but as for the rest of the team, Carter Bay's like, as you mentioned, 380 yards. He's an unbelievable quarterback. He's got so many years to develop too. But man, Larry Roundtree. How good is Larry? 185 yards, three touchdowns, and 27 carries. He is one of the most underrated backs in the SEC. You don't hear them talking about Larry Roundtree much, right? They're talking about Najee Harris, those big-name guys, Isaiah Spiller for Texas A&M, who are great backs, great backs. But Larry Roundtree is a guy that needs more attention. He needs more respect because he is a player. And I think this is a huge win for Drinkwitz. of course. It was the return of Barry Odom to Columbia, and the Tigers did spoil his reunion in Missouri, but hey, I think it's a great win. You now have a chance to win next week. Go to six and three. Well, they play Georgia Actually, next no, week. Sorry, they're playing Georgia next week. A, they can Georgia, win that game. Sorry, I, I, the schedule.
0: They can win that it's game. It's Georgia than Mississippi, Mississippi State in Starkville.
1: You could you could really win six or seven games this year, which would be miles ahead of people thought. Really,
0: miles ahead. This I think they've already gone miles ahead, and last night was just or yesterday afternoon. Excuse me, I was there until last night at the stadium. Just a great atmosphere, oh, and yeah. I think Eli Drinkwitz is the SEC coach of the year. I don't see I who else they can give it to. Maybe Dan Mullen, but you know he's he's already won there before. Eli Drinkwitz is a c- coach coming from Appalachian State. Just an outstanding, outstanding performance there for the Missouri Tigers, and one of the wins of the for the ages for that program. Uh quickly BYU Coastal Carolina, the Mullets versus the Mormons. It was they they nicknamed that rivalry in the first meeting I think ever between those two programs. A 2217 win for Coastal Carolina. A lot of people were hyping up BYU as a top four team. Not quite. What were your thoughts on this game yesterday?
1: Well I'm a little sad man. I'm a yeah. little sad. I was I was high my, I was high on my Cougars for a while, but uh hey I give credit to the Sean Clears. Um, they came out and they played really well. Um, Zach Wilson did not have a great game. 19 for 30, 240 yards, a touchdown and an interception. But I mean, Coastal Carolina, their quarterback, Grayson McCall, <clears throat> did not play a great game. 10 for 15, 85 yards, no touchdowns. But Coastal Carolina just ran the ball so well. 281 yards on the ground total. CJ Maribel was a leading rusher with 132 yards and two touchdowns. Um, hey, Coastal Carolina now they're sitting at eighteen, BYU's thirteen. They're probably going to jump up. Yeah, I think they would go stop. up to
0: thirteen. That's my guess.
1: I mean, it's it's a great win for them on the teal turf. BYU came up one yard. It was it was incredible at, at the end. Um, it, this was a great game.
0: Yeah, um, it was. I think
1: it's a good win for Coastal Carolina. I mean, it's just hard to believe three years ago this team was an FCS team.
0: Yeah, I think it was three, four years ago so they uh, were we'll playing uh,
1: a great win for them. in that
0: lower level. Just outstanding win for yeah, Coastal Carolina. I think they're going to jump to around 13. I wouldn't say they're going to go in the top 10, even though they're 10 and 0. I was very happy that game got rescheduled and a great that game was on ESPNU. It should have been the uh, the prime time game on ABC, but yeah. it's whatever. Let's do playoff predictions, playoff preview. I'll go first. Number one team in the country, Alabama Crimson Tide. No doubt about that. I'm going to put Notre Dame at number two. I'm going to go Ohio State three, Clemson four, Florida five, the Gators, and then our Cincinnati Bearcats, who we've missed yesterday. I'm going to put them at number six, Texas A&M number seven. Garrett, how about you?
1: Uh, Crazily enough, I'm going to copy you here. Uh, I also like the Crimson Tide at one. I like Notre Dame at two. You know what, though? I... I'm. I'm going to keep Clemson at three. I'm going to keep Clemson okay. at three. I'm going to put Ohio State four, Florida at five, Cincinnati at six. I just don't like the way a And playing, but that is my top. Where
0: six Where to have the up. upsets been? This has been the same. We've talked about the same seven teams since October. Yeah, no upsets. There's,
1: there's There's no upsets. There's oh. There's no discrepancy. Next in week, the rankings right now, at all. Knock it's on someone.
0: Next week, someone's going to go down. Hopefully, not Miami though. They play yes. North Carolina at home. That's That's an important one. Uh, let's take one break and then we'll go into NFL previews. Start your Sunday, KCOU 88.1. You
1: listen, KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time.
0: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how
1: you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m., Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station.
0: Welcome back to Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Harrison Vabnick, Garrett Pave joining me from Nashville. We had some technical difficulties early on. We are back, better than ever, December 6th. It is officially cold weather football season. Garrett, how are you today? Gary, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Uh we're, we're trying to get Garrett back in one second, but I will lead off. Oh right, Garrett, you Like right, I think Garrett's back here. A little technical difficulties. This is basically a summary of what twenty twenty has been. I'll lead off into this the marquee NFL game of the week. Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns. The Titans have had this tale of two seasons where they were outstanding to start the year. And they were, I think they were 7-01 point. They had a four-game stretch where they went one and three. And now they're back hosting the Browns today. The Browns 8 and 3 right now. Garrett, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, that you know, three weeks ago, Harrison that lost against the Colts 34 17 at home was a wake up call. I think everybody thought. The Titans were, you know, they're going to win a lot of games. And they were maybe going to be the best team in the NFL. That was a wake-up call. Ever since then, they beat the Ravens 30-24 in Baltimore. And they beat the Colts in Indianapolis 45-26. So they're waking up at the right time. Derrick Henry, we have seen this his whole career in Tennessee. He keeps getting stronger as the season goes on. And he is continuing to get stronger. I think Tennessee has a really... Favorable advantage in today's game. The Browns, in my opinion, have struggled defensively all It looked okay. They looked okay. Haven't looked great. I think the Titans, what they do really well is they're going to pound Derrick Henry. They're going to give him the rock. He's going to run 30 times. And what that does is that opens up Ryan Tannehill, who is statistically the best in the NFL on play action, to throw the receivers like A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith out today. But Anthony Ferkster has been an unbelievable replacement. But I think the Titans, Like I said, I really like them today. I think they win this game by 10. I really do. I think Cleveland is – I think Cleveland's going to run the ball well too. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, two of the best backs in the NFL as well. It's going to be a physical ground and pound game. But ultimately, I think the ability of Ryan Tannehill to make plays, I think he's the difference. I think this Titans defense, they're playing really well as of recently. They're going to make some plays. I think they win this game by 10 points.
0: I'm going to take the Titans also a little bit closer. I'm going to go like 23-20. You mentioned that Derrick Henry gets better as the season goes on. This is starting to have some feel to it, as what the Titans did last year where they had a a little midseason struggle. They kind of turned it around afterwards, went on a big win streak, made the playoffs, won a couple of road playoff games. I think they're going to have a home playoff game this year. They're heading toward that AFC South crown. Uh, They play the Browns. If the Colts lose today, they're going to have a tough game in Houston later. If Houston finds a way to win that game, then all of a sudden the Titans are home free in the AFC South. Derrick Henry is playing well. Ryan Tannehill. That defense, it still needs a lot of improvement. They had a good performance against Indianapolis last week. Don't get me wrong. But there's still ways to go. I'm going to take the Titans by a field goal today over Cleveland. Another big game today. Rams at Cardinals. The Cardinals have heading this free fall day the Thursday night loss in Seattle. They had a loss where they got upset by New England last Sunday. The Rams, who were playing some pretty good football, upset at home against the 49ers last Sunday. These are teams battling for wild card positioning right now as December comes. Well, who do you give the advantage to today?
1: Yeah, um, I think you're right. The Cardinals, uh, many were talking about them as being um, one of the best in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray was playing unbelievably well. They were spreading the ball around. they were playing really well defensively, um, and that you're right. They've been a free fall. Um, I think the Rams look. They're playing. They're a quiet seven and fourteen. They've been re- honestly surprising this year. Aaron has had a career type season. He's had, a, I mean, a record breaking type season. That offense is finally figuring things out. Jared Goff's had a good year. Um, I I just don't know right now if I trust Arizona. I'll be completely honest. I've loved Kyler Murray and the way he plays, but this Los Angeles defense poses a lot of threats. Jalen Ramsey has been playing really well this year as well as a cover corner. I think the Rams get it done in Arizona. I think the spread's perfect. It's got Los Angeles by three. I think Los Angeles does win by three, but this game's close. I mean, this is a very close game.
0: Yeah, I like the Rams by touchdown. I was really big on the Cardinals all season long. I was big on them before the season and they were getting better, and I was really trying to buy into them as a Super Bowl team, but I've just I've lost that faith. Teams have figured out how to stop the Cardinals' offense, and it's by not letting Kyler Murray run all over you. Teams are spying him more. They're not really bringing as much pressure, and they're doubling to Andre Hopkins. They're making Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, who's one of the best receivers in NFL history, but he's not the same receiver he is anymore. And Keyshawn Johnson, guys like that, uh, Dan Arnold, their tight end, they know these guys can't beat them, and when you have – when you're not letting Kyler Murray run around as much and DeAndre Hopkins is being double-teamed, it's hard to win games. And I'm excited to see Ramsey versus Hopkins today, but I think this is just a matchup nightmare for the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Rams by a touchdown, 28-21. Uh, Green Bay hosting Philadelphia this afternoon. Philadelphia, what has happened to them? Corson wins another terrible performance on Monday night in the home loss to Seattle. Green Bay... Last Sunday, uh, they beat Chicago at home on a Sunday night. Rodgers played well. They were able to run the ball in Chicago. Defense did have some issues. Uh, Mitch Trubisky looked good at times. Uh, David Montgomery had a couple big runs. What do you expect in this Green Bay Philadelphia game later today?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, what in the world has happened to Carson Wentz? Uh, two or three years ago, we were talking about him as going to be probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL going forward. He was seen how to... Of- had a great future ahead of him. He was young. He was showing flashes of being great and he's kind of regressed. I mean, granted his weapons around him aren't phenomenal, but um, I I think green Bay wins this game. Um, I think Philadelphia, it's amazing that they're still in the hunt for the playoffs sitting at three, seven and one, if that says anything about the NFC East this year. Um, But I I just don't think the Eagles, I think their defense has been horrid this year and quite honestly, when they get behind, they can't find a way to dig out of that hole. I mean, like I said, Carson Wentz this year has not had that ability to make big plays when they need him to. Um, And I think at at Lambeau Field, I just don't see a way the Eagles honestly even keep us close. I think the Packers win this game by two touchdowns. I think Aaron Rodgers has really had an unbelievable season, 33 touchdowns in total. I think he has a great game. I think he plays well. I think the Packers win this game by 14.
0: Yeah, I just don't see a situation or a scenario where the Eagles come out with a win. Like, no way. I, I don't, like, what has to go right? Like, Carson Wentz has it, to throw for everything. 300 and no, like, three touchdowns and no picks, like, and not they, get they pressured? Would
1: to, they would have to force a turnover on every on a, other drive.
0: Yeah, yeah. On, a, on a guy, Aaron Rodgers, who turns the bowl over less than anybody, except maybe yep. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I, I don't see a single scenario, and I could be very wrong about this. But I don't see any worlds where the nope. Philadelphia Eagles win this game. I, I just, no way. I just like what's what's the blueprint to an Eagles win? It's forcing turnovers, which you... Green Bay doesn't do, and it's no. offensive consistency, which they haven't shown gotta, all year. You
1: got to play a perfect game. You got to play a perfect game, and they haven't done that all year. They have. They have. I mean, let's be honest. They haven't even really played decent games all year. I mean, they have slipped by teams and they have taken advantage of some teams that are not as good on their schedule, you're going to have to see the best Eagles performance you've seen in probably 10 years if they want to win this game or even have a chance in this game, honestly.
0: Yeah, uh, let's fly through this one. Uh, Giants at Seahawks, Colt McCoy is starting for Daniel Jones. Seattle is really playing some good football. They had the win against F- uh, Philadelphia, which some Seattle fans called an ugly win. They had a great win at home against the Cardinals. After a kind of four-game stretch, they weren't really playing well. Wilson was turning the ball over a lot. Uh, how much do you think Seattle beats the Giants by today? Because I know you think they're going to win. I, I
1: think Seattle, uh, you know what? I think, I think Seattle wins by 17 at home. As you mentioned, Daniel Jones not playing. Uh, Daniel Jones has actually been pretty good for the Giants this year. They sit at first in the NFC East, actually control their own destiny to make the playoffs, but there's just not enough offense there, and there's not enough defense. Seattle has been one of the best offensive teams all year. Russell Wilson, again, a record breaking type year. I think they win by 17. I don't see I, it's it's similar to the Eagles game. I just don't see a scenario in which the Giants even keep this one close. They just don't have enough on their roster to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks by 18, 35, 17. They're really playing well that offense. They're getting Josh Gordon back, week 16. Yes. So right. they have him waiting in the wings. They're gonna have a lot of weapons come postseason time. It looks like they're gonna win that division. Chris Carson is back healthy. Tyler Lockett's playing well. D.K. Metcalf is one of the top receivers. I think he's the leading receiver right now in the NFL. And yeah, Wilson, yes, Wilson's surging. Hard. Yeah, and the Giants. I think the Giants are still in a good position where they're going to have a chance to win the NFC East. But they weren't going to win this game with Daniel Jones. It gives them an extra week to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Saints-Falcons, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Taysom Hill, we this could be his last start of the season. I don't know yep. if Brees is going to return against Philadelphia. I kind of like what I've seen from Taysom Hill uh, this season. They had a good performance against the Falcons two weeks ago. Their Falcons head coach, I his name is drawing a blank in my head right now. He has done an outstanding job as the interim coach. I think he should be hired as a head coach. Does he pull the upset off against the Saints today?
1: You know what? I think he does. I, I think the Falcons upset, upset New Orleans um, at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, you're right. The Falcons have played well as of recently. And, you know, Taysom Hill, he's played well but I'm still not sold as him being a starting quarterback. And I think this is the second or third game in a row now he's done that. And the Falcons are getting healthy on the defensive side of the ball. And they've got players, Keanu Neal, Ryan Poole, they have players in that secondary that can make some serious plays. And I think the Falcons, I think their defense make a few plays, and that offense has just as many weapons as anybody else in the entire league does. I think they win this game close. I think they win by six points over the Saints. I really do.
0: I I picked this upset two weeks ago when we had our Spotify exclusive show. Yep. I am taking I'm not gonna do it again. I'm gonna take the Saints by, but only four points. It'll be close. Low scoring, 2420. Taysom Hill, he's he's flirting with a starting job next year in the NFL. And you know, I know he's yep. like 30 years old or something crazy like that, but he's playing really well. This offense, I don't know how consistent it is. Because usually Taysom Hill, it's like the packages you see like four or five times a game where he'll come in at quarterback. Yep. I don't know how consistent it's going to be, but I think that the Saints will win today. Kamara's playing well. Michael Thomas, him being back is huge for that offense. They had a win last weekend. It's a team that didn't have a quarterback, but I think they would have won that game regardless. Uh Sunday Night Football, Broncos, Chiefs. I believe this game is in Kansas City tonight? Yeah, yeah it's in yeah, Kansas City. Uh how much are the Chiefs gonna win by, Garrett?
1: Oh man, I I I like Chiefs. I like the Chiefs by three touchdowns. Um, Patty Mahomes, look, they're ten and one. They have just been dominant all year, besides that game against the Raiders. Um, but they have just been absolutely dominant offensively. I don't see any way that the Broncos slow them down. And honestly, like the the Broncos offensively have they've been terrible this year. They can't figure out a quarterback situation because last week Kendall Hinton a practice squad wide receiver came up and played against the Saints in a game that should not have been played in my opinion but, but the Broncos are a mess. They, I mean I think they have Drew Lock back today but they're still spiraling. I think the Chiefs win by three touchdowns. I really do.
0: I'd be surprised if the Broncos scored a touchdown tonight. I would be genuinely I would, I would be genuinely surprised if the Broncos scored a touchdown. I'm going to take the Chiefs 35-3, 35-6, something like that. Uh Mahomes has taken over the MVP race well-deserved. He's going to have a second MVP. It all comes down if he can get a second Super Bowl or not. I think they're the favorites, no question. Speaking of favorites, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 11-0. They're five wins away from being the third team to ever finish the regular season undefeated with the 72 Dolphins and the 07 Patriots. They're taking on the Washington football team tomorrow. The third, the best pass defense team in the league, which nobody knows, and it's a quiet secondary also, not household names on that defensive side. These are the Two of the best defenses in the league. It's going to be low scoring. There's going to be a lot of sacks and turnovers. How do you think this game goes? Tomorrow it's a Monday afternoon game, I believe. Yep. Garrett, what do you think?
1: Yep. Four o'clock. Harrison, I'm going to do it. I am going to pick the upset. Okay. I think the Washington football team. They sit at a seven point underdog against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has progressively played worse and worse as the season has gone on, and Washington. Coming in with the two-game win streak, a game last week against Dallas when offensively they looked dominant. I know it's Dallas. I know Dallas is not the most incredible team, but they have looked really well as of recently. I think Alex Smith makes enough plays, and crazily enough, I think the Washington football team ends this fairytale season for the Steelers being undefeated. I think they pull out a close three-point victory over those Steelers.
0: I did that last – I did that two weeks ago. I picked the – who was it? The Jaguars to upset them. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Closer than the experts thing. I have Pittsburgh like 24, 21. Washington's in a good position to win that division. Like, they they have the defense for it. And I think if they do make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs and they face like Tampa Bay or the Rams in round one, I think they can win that game at home just because of that defense and that pass rush. Which is
1: crazy to think about. It's crazy – Go on? Yeah, it's crazy that we're thinking about Washington potentially not only making a playoff game, but a winning, winning a playoff game. It's very possible. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh close. Uh, give me a winner. Bill's at Niners Monday night from Arizona because that's where the Niners are playing their games now.
1: Yeah, I. there's just too much turmoil for the Niners, as you mentioned, that game being played in uh, Arizona. I think that's, just, that, that's a big impact on the Niners right now. I think the Bills have been playing well as of recently, Josh Allen, making his case as being one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he makes a lot of plays. I think they win by 10 against the Niners.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Niners. I'm going to go Niners with the upset. I think that I think Bill still has some PTSD from that Hail Mary in that stadium a month ago. Uh, I'll go San Francisco by one yes. point, 22, 21. Uh let Let's go rapid fire through these next couple of games. Colts at Texans. Give me a winner.
1: Colts, but close. Very close. I think three points, but I think they do win this game.
0: I think Texans pull off the upset uh, 24-23. Bengals at Dolphins, winner. Oh.
1: I'm going to go Dolphins to Bengals without Joe Burrow. I just don't see much hope for them. I think the uh, Dolphins won by 10 points. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go Dolphins 27-0. Bengals' offense is terrible. I know my dad listening somewhere. Uh, This never been so excited about a Dolphins team before. They are really heading for playoff contention. Uh, My New England Patriots heading over to the L.A. Chargers today, this afternoon. What do you think?
1: I think the Patriots win. The Patriots have played a whole lot better down the stretch this season. And I think if the Chargers – they struggle in close games. I think this will be a close game, I think the Patriots, because of how bad the Chargers have been in these, you know, low scoring close games, I mean the Chargers have more one possession losses than any team in the league does. I think the Patriots get done. I think Cam Newton makes some plays. They win close. I think seven points.
0: Yeah. The Patriots have usually been playing to the level of their competition. So yeah. I'm gonna take the Chargers actually. High scoring game, like thirty one thirty. Uh the yeah. This is a game that the Patriots. It feels like they're going to lose, even though Belichick's success against rookie quarterbacks. I think the Chargers find a way to win this game and officially knock out the Patriots out of playoff contention. Lions at Bears. This game, I wouldn't watch this game if if I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish this game upon my worst enemy. Watching this, these are two <laughs> these are two terrible teams. Uh, and yeah. which terrible team is going to win, Garrett? Uh,
1: this, this might be the worst. I think this is one of the worst games of the day. Um, worst game of the season. I uh, May I? am I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Bears. They don't have him, him I think, you know, seven to three games. I think he's often horrendous all year. So I think the Bears win this game, but very close. Yeah, very close. I think
0: it's going to be not a lot of points and uh, not a lot of viewers. I'll take the Bears by a field goal. Uh, Jaguars at Vikings. The Vikings are really like working their way back in playoff contention. Taking on Mike Glennon and the Jaguars, yep. who played Cleveland pretty close last week. Do they play the Vikings close today?
1: Yeah, I think my, momentum is a big thing. I think the Vikings are going to win this game by ten plus. They are sitting at five and six. They are in a very good spot to make the playoffs if they continue to win. And confidence is key. And they've got all the confidence in the world. So I like the Vikings by 10-plus today over the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings by 11-31-20. Raiders at Jets. Jets still looking for their first win this year. Does it come against the Raiders? They beat them last year in New York.
1: Yeah, nope. It doesn't happen this year. I think the Raiders win. Uh, John Gruden's had a quiet 6-5 and season. that has been very very successful. The Raiders pick up the winning game today.
0: I'll go the Jets. I've been picking them a couple times this year to win. I think today's like really the day. 17-16. Sam Darnold gets right. it done. Uh, the Raiders, I don't think, are a very good team, that people think. To- uh, Tuesday, Cowboys-Ravens final game we'll talk about. Uh, Lamar Jackson back. How much are the Ravens going to win by?
1: Yeah, I think that means a lot, but I, um, I, I, actually, I think the game stays close. Um, I think, I don't know, um, they've been probably one of the most disappointed winning teams this year quite honestly um i i think the cowboys keep this game close the first half i think the ravens do end up pulling this one out but i'm gonna say 14 points i don't think it's crazy but they do win this game by two touchdowns i'm
0: gonna say baltimore by 20 30 to 10 uh dallas is in a free fall right now i know you enjoyed that thanksgiving game they're lost to washington let's fly through these segments starts and sits heading toward playoff fantasy time Make the right calls in your lineup. Let's do starts and sits. Yep. I'll give you the starts at quarterback. Start Taysom Hill. He has been putting up good numbers in the air and on the ground, taking on Atlanta, had a good game a couple weeks ago. Starting him again, running back Miles Sanders against the Packers. You know, Carson Wentz and efe- the Philadelphia offense doesn't have a lot of high confidence in Wentz. They're going to give the ball to Sanders a lot. Uh, we saw David Montgomery run for some big yards against the Packers. I think Miles Sanders will go for 100 today. Uh, Wide receiver Devontae Parker against the Bengals. The Bengals secondary has been pretty weak this season. Uh, Tua coming back Expect some deep balls to Devontae Parker and a tight end. Start Hunter Henry against the New England Patriots. Hunter Henry has been playing pretty well this season. New England been not so great against tight ends as of recently. Start Hunter Henry. Garrett, who are the sits? Yeah, the
1: sits uh, for today and for tomorrow. Quarterback Alex Smith against the Steelers. I mean, like I said, I think Washington wins the game, but This is a good Steelers defense. They play physical. They play fast. they got a really good secondary. Do not start Alex Smith. At running back, Todd Gurley against the Saints. The Saints, quietly one of the better defensive fronts in the league. I think they're going to make life difficult for Todd Gurley. Do not start Todd Gurley. At receiver, Marvin Jones against the Bears. Uh, We mentioned this. There's not going to be much offense in this game. Uh, Marvin Jones has been good all year, but Matthew Stafford is going to struggle against this Bears defense that is really, really good. Do not start Marvin Jones. And finally, Tyler Higby against the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been a quiet, good defensive team all year. They do really well against the pass better than anything. Do not start Tyler Higby against the Cardinals. And those are your sits. Harrison, how about your four downs?
0: Let's go four downs, four rapid-fire questions that have to do with the league today. I'll go first. Garrett, first down. In their meeting two weeks ago, Taysom Hill had 282 yards of offense against the Falcons. Defense more or less than 282 today.
1: I'm going to go less. I'm going to go 250.
0: All right, second down. More rushing yards today for Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined. I'm going to go King Henry. I think he has a big game today. I agree. Third down. The last time Colt McCoy started a game in Seattle was October 2011. He had 178 passing yards and a pick. What's his stat line today?
1: I'm gonna go. Cole McCoy has 142 yards passing, two interceptions, and negative eight yards
0: rushing. You want to know the craziest part of that game in 2011? Yeah, Cleveland won the game six <laughs> three. I don't know how I found that fourth down in the battle of two of the battle of two of the league's best defenses. Which team will have more sacks tomorrow, Washington or Pittsburgh?
1: Give me Washington. I love their defensive Chase Young. They're going to make some plays. Oh, yeah, Chase Young. All right, you're up. All right, first down. In their last two games, the Washington football team have not allowed their opponents over 20 points. Against Pittsburgh, will their defense hold the Steelers to under 20 points?
0: I say 21.
1: All right. Second down. The big story today in the league is Derrick Henry versus Nick Chubb. But which quarterback goes for more yards, Ryan Tannehill or Baker
0: Mayfield? I'm going to go Baker Mayfield.
1: Okay, third down. The struggling Lions and Bears faced off today in a game where both offenses have struggled and with the over under sitting at 44 and a half, will they score more than 44.5 and a half or less?
0: A lot less than 44 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and oh fourth God. down.
1: After returning from injury this week, will Lamar Jackson bounce back and pass for over 200 yards rush Over 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. Yeah, I
0: think he's motivated. I think he's heard the critics. I think he's going to have more than both of those. Uh, Garrett, pave the way for some teams to win today.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and pave the way. First game, I would choose Washington and Pittsburgh. For Washington, it's all about getting off to a fast start. Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back from Memphis, has been a phenomenal player for the football team. If they can use him, they can get this offense rolling early, get up on the Steelers. They're going to have a good chance. The Steelers have struggled having to come from behind. I think if Washington gets up early, they'll look good going forward. Second game, Rams versus Cardinals. For the Rams, you want to get pressure on Kyler Murray. Make his life as difficult as you can because we know just how mobile and athletic Kyler Murray is. If they can keep him in the pocket, make him throw from there and not use his legs on the outside, they're going to have a good chance in this game. And finally, you know what it is. The Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans for Tennessee, utilize the play-action pass. The Browns are going to sell out for the run. They know that Derrick Henry is getting stronger, and he's running the ball well. They're going to load the box for the Titans. Use Ryan Tannehill. Use A.J. Brown. Roll out for the play-action pass. I just paved the way. Harrison, what are the headlines? I'm
0: going to wrap up with some quick headlines. What you're going to see tomorrow in the news or on Twitter or wherever you check your news, this is what you're going to see. Number one, Tennessee takeover. The Titans pull away in the fourth quarter against Cleveland to take firm grab of the AFC South and prove they are yet again contenders. I think people are sleeping on the Titans. They are my like fifth or sixth best team in the league. I really think they're a Super Bowl contender. Number two. Truth, Jalen Hurts. After another Carson Wentz disaster, rookie Jalen Hurts steps in the fourth quarter as Cleveland, as Philadelphia, excuse me, reevaluates their quarterback position. And number three, lightning strikes twice. For the second time in a month, the Bills lose a heartbreaker in Glendale as the 49ers defeat the Bills at the last second as the Niners move back into playoff contention. I actually think the Niners are gonna win that game tomorrow. Those are the headlines. That is the show. This has been Start Your Sunday on KCLU 88.1. Garrett, are you going to be back here in Columbia next week?
1: That's a great question. Oh, TBD. We're having actually some construction in our house, so I will uh, try to be making my way to Columbia. But hey, all up in the air right now. We'll see.
0: Yep. Uh, If not, we'll probably do Zoom style again. Hopefully, Garrett's a call for me. Two weeks from today, mark your calendars. Midnight madness of Start Your Sunday. We're going to preview the College World Playoff rankings right after the college football conference championships end. That should be an exciting night of Start Your Sunday, which we are looking forward to. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and podcasts on Start Your Sunday. Follow me on Twitter at Harrison Vapnik. I know uh, Garrett Pave has one. Garrett Pave, I think, is his Twitter. Uh, Thank you for the great feedback from last week's show who listened to that in that short episode that was on Spotify Garrett, any final words before we head out?
1: No, that's it. Like we said, uh, look, we're getting closer and closer now to conference championships. Um, Big week in college football next week. And I can't wait. I am getting really excited. The NFL is starting to heat up. Hey, enjoy the football. They won't be here much longer. We know how fast the season flies by. Enjoy these games that you still have.
0: Yep, and we will see you next time. This has been Start Your Sunday on KCAU 88.1, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. See you next time.
1: Listening to 881 KCOU Columbia.